Let's see what we have in here. A little bit of salt, pepper. What's this? Crack! America's public enemy number one in the United States is drug abuse. Sammy's Crackhead Kitchen. Thank you so, so much for tuning in to this shit box of a show. I can't wait for you guys to see everything or listen to everything I have to say. Please hang in there. I promise the content will get better as I go on and make more episodes. But if you're here right now, thank you, thank you, thank you. Please have fun listening to this terrible show that I made. Hope you have a great day. Hit me up in the Instagram polls. You know what it is. And I'm going to start using your responses in this show and give you guys shout outs. So I hate using the term you guys because I probably have three people listening. So if you are listening, thank you so much. Go ahead. Before you listen to this podcast, pause this shit and go ahead and listen to my friend Zinn's podcast. That is Z-I-N-N. The podcast is called Defining the Narrative. She's talking about her brother and what she's gone through with that. And it's also to prevent and bring awareness to suicide prevention. So go ahead and listen to her podcast. Please, please, please. She really inspired me with her work. But anyways, please enjoy the show. Thank you so much. Talk to you later. Sammy Hawkins, Samantha Hawkins, Sam Hawkins, that fucking crazy ass bitch neighbor. If you're hearing this, you're probably from my Instagram and I can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your day to listen to me rant for about 45 minutes. So thank you. As you know, I'm Sammy Hawkins, aka my pseudonym Sam Hawk Productions, aka whatever the hell you know me by. But if you know me by Sammy, you're my friend. And I appreciate you because in the business world, people call me Samantha. I should say in the work world, people call me Samantha. My family calls me Sam, but only my true friends call me Sammy. So let's get right into it. Why the hell am I making a podcast? Why even waste my time? Well, let me first clarify this. If you're hearing this podcast, that means I figured the fuck out how to do it. Because I just looked up on YouTube, right? How to create a podcast. And it wasn't as simple. Oh my God, I just stuttered so bad. It wasn't as simple or as easy as I thought it was going to be, right? So my background, as many of you know, is video production. And when you make a video, it is so simple. All you do is make a YouTube channel. And you don't have to have any content. Make a YouTube channel. And then when you make a video, you can upload it from your phone. You can upload it from your computer. That is your platform, your page to go ahead and put content on. Now, making a podcast, I have no idea why it is so difficult. I think it's because I don't quite clearly understand the term podcast. What I'm thinking And I still have to do research about this. So if you hear this podcast, it means I figured it the fuck out. But in my background, a podcast is just audio. So take a video, take a recording, put it into Adobe Premiere of you speaking, and then just export that said video as simply audio. And boom, you have an MP4 of everything that you just said. Well, apparently it is not that simple for podcasting. Apparently, you need to make like an API and you need to have a cover art and you can't start a podcast until you actually have content available. So, holy freaking shit. If you are hearing my voice, 
just know a lot of thought, editing, preparation, and just fully figuring it out went into this. So thank you for listening and let's get right into the topic that you guys voted on. So if you saw on my Instagram bio, you saw there was a poll that said, should I start a podcast? What are these three things that I should talk about? And the very first one was, should I talk about, okay, I got to pull out my notes, right? Because I wrote, (laughs) where is my notes? I wrote notes about code names I need to call people by because I don't want people coming up from my past being like, hey, I heard what you said. I know it's about me. So if I do it this way, I mean, no harm, no foul. You'll never know who these people are. Okay. So if you saw on my Instagram bio, I had asked, what should my first podcast be about? Should it be about the ice dragon, my sister's secret life, or should it be about the room hate saga? a play on roommates where I talk about my 16 roommates that I've had and why every relationship with my roommates, 16 of them, are non-existent. And then the last one was called Motorcycle Monday. Why I should be dead or shouldn't be alive. I don't remember what I put exactly. And a ton of you voted. Thank you. And the one that got the most votes was the second one, the Room Hate Drama Saga. So, this first episode I'm going to dedicate to my freshman year of the Room Hate Saga. So, my freshman year, here I am, right? I did not have the traditional college experience. And at the time, I was deeply ashamed of it. I was... So, backtrack even more. I'm a high schooler. I'm a senior. And it is January, and I'm just now applying for colleges. My parents didn't go to college. I'm first generation, and I had no idea what I was doing. I was overwhelmed with FAFSA. I was overwhelmed with absolutely everything. I had no idea what I was doing, and I'm kind of resentful for the fact that there was no one helping me along the way. Like, if there's one job I could do in the future, it would be going to, like, a kind of inner city school or a career center like the one I did and going there and like literally taking someone by the hand and saying this is how you apply for college and this is what you do because the time I started applying for colleges most colleges had already closed their windows so there was that my dream school I wanted to go to that I didn't end up going to and I'm so glad I didn't was I wanted to go to Ohio University not Ohio State which is where I ended up going which oh my god thank god I went there instead but I wanted to go to Ohio University and their poll was still, I mean, their, uh, what do you call them? Uh, application window. Yes. Their application window was still open. So by the time I got to apply, um, I think maybe I applied in January and it closed in February. So I applied, I got in, but I had this unrealistic expectation about college that I wish I could go back and tell myself, no, it doesn't work like that. But again, I had nothing to base my experience on. I didn't have any older siblings. I'm the oldest. I have two younger siblings. I don't have anyone older in my family that's gone to college. I don't have my parents that have gone to college. I don't even have role models that have went to college. So I had no 
freaking clue what I'm doing. So I get accepted to Ohio, uh, not Ohio State, Ohio University. Let's just call them like Ohio University is the Bobcats, right? So I get accepted into Ohio University and I had applied for their integrated media program because I was in interactive media. So I wanted to be an integrated media major. I thought, okay, that sounds really similar to what I'm studying now. And so I didn't get into that major. I got into, I think they called it just undecided, to which I felt bad about myself. Oh, no, I didn't get into the major I wanted because I don't have the best grades. And it wasn't because of lack of grades. I graduated with 3.95, but my ACT score, oh my God, you would have thought that I grew up in a freaking box and didn't learn anything. When I tell you I took my ACT multiple times and the highest score that I could get was a 21, I don't know. I don't really blame the school system, right? I blame myself because I kept taking it and taking it. The first time I took it, I got a 19. And then I took it in the, like, my best attempt was a 21. And after taking it four times, I told myself I should stop. That's enough. Okay, I realize I'm not going to an Ivy League school. That's fine. I can live with it. So I get my little 21 ACT score. And Ohio University tells me, Okay, so with that ACT score, you're admitted to our college. You're not admitted into the major. And also, we're only going to give you a $7,000 scholarship. So the rest, I think it was like $14,000. You're going to have to pay out of your pocket every year. So I told my mom that. And we both just kind of looked at each other. I'm looking at her like, what do I do? She's looking at me like, I hope this bitch isn't straight up asking me to give her 14 grand. But I mean, the ignorant part about me is that I was. I was like, I expected my parents to pay for my college, which I think a lot of Gen Z or people in my generation do. Or at least you think that at first, like, oh, my parents will help me with the first year and then maybe I'll figure it out or something along those lines. I realized I was very ignorant and I did, I did apologize to my mom for having that mindset. My mom basically told me like, Sam, I can't pay for your school. You can't afford it yourself. And I'm not signing for student loans for you. That right there is what fucked me when my mom and my dad told me I don't feel comfortable signing a student loan for you because that would make them like the co uh, like you a co-lease you know when you get a new apartment you have to have a co-signer co-signer and my mom and my dad didn't feel comfortable co-signing for fourteen thousand dollars so basically I'm sitting there like holy fucking shit what do I do now do I just work at Sears forever which is where I was working, which God forbid, I mean, they went bankrupt. And I knew that at the time that that, that was going to happen. Um, so I really am up shit's Creek without a paddle. What the fuck do I do? So I decide, swallowed my pride. I'm going to go to Columbus State Community College. And... I just felt like I had hit rock bottom. Can't get any worse than this. On weekends, I am working away, 
at Sears slaving my life away for my commission, which wasn't was wasn't bad. <laughs> I'm not going to complain about the money because I was making 16 to 21 dollars an hour. But I really was only making money on the weekends. like, And I kind of felt like I was like this stripper for Sears. Like, oh, hell yeah, I'll do whatever I can. Work 12-hour shifts because I want this commission money. So, yeah, I was working every weekend while my friends straight from high school were going to these four-year party schools. Like, drunk as fuck every weekend. And I was jealous out of my mind. I was so fucking jealous. Every weekend I would get off work and I would, my feet would hurt. I would be tired. My throat would even hurt sometimes because I was constantly talking at work. I was constantly talking about a washer, a dryer, a dishwasher, telling people this dishwasher is only 39 decibels. Watch me throw my cell phone into it. See how you don't hear it? Boom, buy this dishwasher. Oh, you don't like it's a thousand dollars? That's fine. Be cheap. Get something cheap and you'll come back to see me in two years, Karen. So get this thousand dollar dishwasher. I just wanted to be good at my job and kind of, if you were good at your job, you made more money. So I didn't understand why everyone wasn't a total shark. Like I was, there was three people who I was really money hungry with and we would compete against each other for sales. But anyways, I digress. I moved out of my parents' house when I was 17 years old. God forbid. I love my parents. We've said our apologies since then. I love them for who they are. But when I was 15, 16, 17, I hated my life at my parents' house. And I'm not ashamed to admit that. I had a terrible relationship with me and my mom. I had a terrible relationship with my dad. I had terrible relationships with my sisters. It was just a very toxic environment where I felt like I was too different from my family and that everything I wanted to do and everything I wanted to be and everything I aspired to be, my family did not support. To put it into perspective, I was president of my chapter at my career center my senior year. And I went home and I told my parents, this is, mm, this is 17 year old me because I turned 17 at the beginning of my senior year and was still 17 when I graduated. 17 year old me races home, tells my parents, mom, dad, guess what? I won. I'm president. Everyone voted for me. And my mom and my dad looked at me on separate occasions when I told them, I think maybe my dad got home early and my mom got home later. And my dad said, And I'm going to pause this because my friend's calling. I'll be back. Okay, so my friend just called me. Um, We're going out for drinks tonight at a place called the Angry Ginger. So I'm going to (laughs) get Liddy Titty. But I swear I've heard the term Liddy Titty before it was used by others. But who knows? But I'm going to get freaking shwasted, smacked, drunk as fuck because it's been a long work week and that's what I'm gonna do because that's what I feel like doing. So I digress. So I get home, tell my dad, hey dad, I have something to tell you. And you know, I'm dramatic as fuck. So I made it dramatic and I said, I won dad. I'm president of business professionals of America at my school, which was like, a hundred or so people. Mm, yeah, let's say a hundred people. And they all voted for me. I got the most votes. I got my number one choice. And he goes, cold as fuck. My dad says, 
you know? I don't know what that means, and I don't care. So, I literally stood there. I remember being at the top of the stairs telling him he's down in the basement, and I swallowed my pride, went out on the porch, probably texted one of my friends like, oh my god, can you believe it? My dad's such an asshole. I told him I was present, and he told me he didn't give a fuck. So I waited for my mom to get home from work. And I said the same thing. Mom, guess what? And she just must have been going, like, she must have been in a bad mood that day or something. Let me do the math. If I was 17, that means my mom was, like, 46, right? Because she's 28 years older than me. Okay, so 46-year-old, 45-year-old my mom I don't know. Maybe she had a rough day at work and she just wasn't feeling it. And I told her the same thing. Mom, I'm president of my school. And she was like, okay, Samantha, it's always about you. You're always talking about yourself. And I couldn't believe it. Like, I wanted to be president of my school because I wanted to help people and organize these nonprofit events because that's what we would do. We volunteered a lot with Special Olympics. We also ran food drives And it wasn't because I just wanted to talk about myself. It was because I was proud of myself. After that, I started working a lot. I had a part-time job at Chuck E. Cheese before I started working at Sears. That's a whole nother story. Like, stay tuned for that one because that one will be ratchet. I worked at Chuck E. Cheese in the ghetto and I'm not even lying to you. That is for another story because wow, wow was that an experience. But anyways, so then I started working a lot at Sears and I just stopped telling my parents about what I was doing because obviously they didn't care. So I didn't tell them about my friends anymore. I didn't tell them who was dating who. I didn't tell them anything about myself. And I truly and utterly closed myself off completely to my parents. And that kind of started the course for... Like, my parents weren't helping me with college because they just didn't know how. So I was angry at them because of that. I was so angry. Like, how dare they not know how to help me? Which is such an ignorant mindset. And I wish I could go back and tell myself, like, no, you're you're a fucking 17-year-old idiot. Like, that's not how life works. You can't just expect people to help you who don't know how to fucking help you. Wake the fuck up. Anyways. So. Where was I even talking about? I think this all stems back to the full circle of me living, yes, living in my first house there on campus, right? So yes, moral of the story is, even though I was president of my school, had a bomb GPA, I didn't get into the college I wanted. I mean, technically I did, but $14,000 a year. I know some of you are thinking, you cheap bitch. I'm paying $60,000 a year. Okay, that's a lot. I know that's probably way more. But I've seen some schools that are $60K. I think the average for school is like $25,000. So I know most of you guys are like, shut up, bitch. I'm $25,000 in debt every year. Shut the hell up. $14,000 was manageable. Well, not for me. When you can't sign for student loans... And what the fuck else are you supposed to do? And I'm already shaking my ass for dollars at Sears. I mean, mean selling, not shaking my ass. But, I mean, I would do anything for a little commission. I'm just kidding. I wasn't. (laughs) 
<laughs> I worked with men that were named like Bill and Jim. So like, no, I wasn't doing anything crazy with these old men for an extra dollar. Anyways, I digress. So it is the later half of my senior year. I don't know what to even think about community college. And I'm getting pressure from my parents even. My mom is telling me, where are you going to live? Are you going to work? Are you going to commute from home? So there was a lot of pressure from my parents to move the fuck out. Like never once was it an option from my parents to stay home and commute to school. It was where are you going to live? How are you going to get to school? Have you thought about getting an apartment? And if it wasn't for the sheer fact that I had connections and I knew people that were already living in like these group settings. So when I was a junior, I became friends with a guy who was a senior who was my ex's friend who was living on Ohio State's campus in Columbus, Ohio. And I was thinking, wow, this is nice. I can't believe you live in a house. Why don't you have to live in the dorms? And he said, well, technically, because I'm from Columbus, I just say I commute. Wink, wink. But I actually am here living on campus. And I said, wow. And I remembered that. So then I'm thinking, why don't I just live on Ohio State's campus and live in a house with other people so I can kind of get that college experience even though I'm going to Columbus State? He showed me how to use the Ohio State like resident portal even though I wasn't a student. So that was amazing. And it's about... August and I found a house on campus and these people were desperate. So what it ended up happening, they had already found five people to live in this house and one girl backed out last second. And then here I come swooping in like, hey, I'm 18 years old. I don't go to Ohio State, but I'm going to Columbus State. Can I please live here in this house? Met with the landlord and it wasn't like a normal house on campus because most of the houses on Ohio State's campus which is really close to Columbus State. They're both in the city of Columbus, Ohio. So I think Columbus State was about an eight-minute commute from Ohio State. Very manageable. So I met with the landlord, and it wasn't like I was expecting. It wasn't like this big landlord, realtor, broker. I don't know what I was expecting. It was a mom and a dad, and their two daughters had lived in that, are living in that house who are going to Ohio State. So they bought their daughters a house, and then had three more rooms in the house that they would, you know, rent to other people. So I was there. I met the two girls who is, we will just call them twin one and twin two because the two daughters were only like 11 months apart. It was crazy. 11 months apart and looked so similar. Okay. Both had red hair and they're like, People would confuse them for twins all the time. Even I did when I first met them. There was another girl. We'll call her Korean major. So we had twin one, twin two, Korean major, and scary Bob. I thought I would be living with four girls and one guy. No. No, I thought I would be living with five girls, right? No. She, The landlord even told me, like, hey, as long as you don't mind, I'm just going to tell you on the forefront. The fifth roommate who lives here, his name is... I'm not going to say his real name. His name is Scary Bob. Okay. I mean, Scary Bob. He seems normal. I thought he was kind of older. Um, it turns out he was, but it wasn't a crazy amount or older like my um, second sophomore year 2.0 roommate that was a little bit older and actually was. That's a different story. Stay tuned for sophomore year 2.0. 
I can't wait to tell you about what did I give him as a code name? Oh, GED Brad. I can't wait to tell you guys about GED Brad and sophomore year 2.0 episode, right? But we're on freshman year, okay? So back to freshman year. Got twin one, two, two, twin one, twin two, Korean major and scary Bob, okay? Everything seemed so normal the first couple months being there. Like, uh, I would talk to them. It would be fine. Come to find out twin one, the older twin, she was 21 already, but twin two is still 20. I'm 18. Korean majors also 20. And then scary Bob was like 24. <laughs> and I know like, no, that's not old. It's not old compared to GED Brad that I'll tell you guys about later. Um, but yeah, so Scary Bob's 24, and so that already freaks me the fuck out. I'm 18 years old. I'm barely 18, right? I think I turned 18 like a couple weeks after being there. And I'm living in this house completely on my own, completely cut off my parents. Like, I think when I first moved in there, I didn't talk to my parents or see them for like two months. Like, I was just fucking angry. The day I moved out of my house, I will remember it like no other. I got, uh, I know I didn't get a U-Haul. I put everything into the minivan. I was driving at the time. And then I had my friend Chris who brought his, I want to say truck as well, loaded up his truck, loaded up my minivan. And that was basically everything I needed to go move down on campus. I even think, oh my God, my mom didn't even let me take my bed. Holy fuck. I just remembered that. My mom said, you know, you didn't buy that bed. I did. So she went out and got me like this used twin bed because she didn't want me to take the full-size mattress that I was using. I ended up using that twin bed for like three years. Yeah, I was pulling no bitches, right? Like, hey, do you want to come to my house with my twin bed? You want to do tricks on this twin bed with me? Like, hell no. So, but I was like, okay, mom, twin bed. You don't want me to take the full-size bed? That's it. I can't argue with you. Because what am I going to do, steal it? That's fucking wrong. Like, I have morals. Or I guess boundaries or policies that I live by you know stealing's not fucking one of them so you know let her keep the bed and I moved out and as I'm packing up all my stuff I tried to make it sentimental I was like bye mom bye dad I'm you know moving out now and they didn't help me did no one helped me box up shit my sisters didn't help me I mean one was only like eight years old at the time and the other one 16 so I don't blame them mom and dad didn't help me they were like bye because I'm moving 25 minutes away. Like, I'm moving downtown. We lived on the outskirts of the east side. So it's really <laughs> not a huge fucking deal. But at the time, like, I felt like this little baby bird that was finally leaving the nest. And I'm like, why does no one give a fuck? <laughs> right? Why does no one care that I'm leaving? But, oh well. I can't do anything about it now. I just remember waving. And my dad didn't even wave back. He just looked at me like, bitch, who cares? Anyways, so back to it. I'm living with, you know, the twins, Korean major, and Scary Bob. Well, Scary Bob, like his name, was a fucking psycho, okay? He was in Navy ROTC, and there's nothing wrong with Navy ROTC, right? At the time, I didn't know anything about the military. This is before I enlisted in the Army. This is before I joined ROTC myself. I didn't know anything, but this man was like... I thought all ROTC people were like this and ended up that not being the case. But this man would be like, he would hang his uniforms in the closet downstairs that we would all use. And he would say, don't touch my uniforms. 
Oh my god, that's disrespecting a future Navy officer's uniform. Okay, for one, slow down there, seaman sailor boy. I'm gonna need you to not get so fucking pissed because my coat rubbed up against your fucking ROTC dress uniforms. Okay, bud? Take a fucking chill pill. It's not that big of a deal. Oh, shit! I almost said his name just there. Okay, so Scary Bob. Anyways. Scary Bob has a terrible relationship with the Korean major that lived in my house. Like... They would get into arguments. Like, he is, like, a 5'10", average dude, average size, average build. Korean major is, like, 5'0", barely. Has to have, like, a a cord on her light to even reach it. And it's just this little girl, right? She didn't give a fuck about telling Scary Bob what the fuck was going on. Like... He would come home, take off his fucking shoes, and we would all would smell it. And then, like, Korean major over here is telling him, um, Scary Bob, can you not leave your shoes in the living room? We all don't want to smell your feet. I never, like, confronted them. I had a really big problem with, like, confrontation issues back then. Like, there was a lot of things they were doing, too, that pissed me off. But I just wouldn't say anything about it, and I would just take it like a fucking bitch. Like, the little scared little 18-year-old bitch that I was right? And the twins were so controlling. So I think they had some sort of power complex because their parents were the, you know, landlords and they were the ones we were all paying like our $500 a month to. But it was getting bad. It was getting to the point where we had a chore list and then we all had like, and you know, in the big bang theory, there's a roommate agreement. Yeah, they drafted up a roommate agreement about how don't have more than four people over. Don't have anyone spend the night in your room. That's not allowed. Don't have big social gatherings on the porch. Don't have big social gatherings in the room. Don't leave your stuff in the washing machine. It will get thrown on the floor. Like tons of fucking stuff. It was fucking crazy. And they would say like, "Mm, how about you refer to the roommate agreement? If I ask them something like, you guys care if I have like seven people over on the porch, we're going to like drink. And then go out to the bars again don't act like you didn't drink when you were 18 we all did it and they would say i don't know sam why don't you refer to the roommate agreement um it definitely says you can't do that and so i think that their problem was and this is gonna sound like a fucking bitch ass thing to say but they didn't have any fucking friends and it blew my mind they were like juniors at ohio state at this point kept changing their majors And so at this point, it's like, how the fuck are you a junior? You've been going to the school, living here for about three years. One was living there for two years. One was three years. And they did not have any fucking friends. Are you shitting me? How could you go to such a big fucking school in a fucking city and still not have fucking friends? So I think a big part of it was like even the first day that I had moved in, like I had two friends help me. And then like two days later, I had like six people over and was like kind of showing off. Like, look at this house that I live in. Like I have my own room. I'm fucking 17 years old. I'm really fucking making it. Like I took the shitty cards that were dealt to me. Can't go to a fucking normal college. Can't have a normal college life. And here I am. I had a big ass room in a, in a pretty big fucking house that was fully renovated, like fully painted furniture, everything. And they just kind of resented me from the get-go because I had friends. And that sounds so fucking petty. And I'm so sorry if that offends you. 
but that really just was the case. So then came the point where there, and this is something I struggled with roommates afterwards too. You know, when you live with someone and they want to hang out with you as well, like they want to go out to eat with you. They want to spend extra time with you. But for me, spending time with someone as a roommate is that time spent in the house. That's time spent sitting on the couch talking, that time spent in the kitchen, that time spent like that is, that's your friend, that's your roommate, that's how it should be. When I have my roommates that were like expecting to hang out with me outside of the house and then would get mad at me when I didn't hang out with them outside of our household, that's where I think my divide has always been with roommates and that's why I've had 16 fucking roommates over my four basically five years of college is because I had no interest. This is so fucked up, but I had no interest in being friends with them outside of our household. If I really like wasn't getting along with them 100%, like why should I be friends with someone who I don't click with? Like if I don't match up perfectly with them, why should I waste my time going to go eat food with someone that I'm not truly like in love with as a friend? Like, no, I don't want to hang out with you. I can go hang out with my best friend, Amanda, my best friend, Raquel, um, my ex at the time, or even like, I don't know, like my baby sister or anyone. Like, why would I waste my time hanging out with you guys that I don't 100% truly vibe with when I can go vibe with people that I do like and I don't lose those friendships? So they would say, hey, let's go out to eat. Um, let's all have like a movie night at the house. And I would say, no, I have to work. Or no, I already promised someone uh, that I would hang out with them. And they would say like, oh, well, it's your day off. You always work. Like, oh, you just don't want to hang out with us. And like, I should have at the time been like, yeah, don't fucking, don't make me feel bad because I want to go hang out with my real OG friends that I've had for 10 fucking years. Don't make me feel bad because I don't want to hang out with you. That's rude as fuck. Uh, Anyways, so they click up. It is like the two of them, the twins, I should say three of them. The twins, Korean major, are like fucking at it with Scary Bob. They are fucking done with him. Like he decides he doesn't want to do his chores anymore. And I'm like... I'm playing the field with all my roommates. Like, I was letting them talk shit about each other to me all the time. Would I tell them what each other said? Fuck no, I'm not fucking stupid. But I would listen to all of it. I would listen to Scary Bob be like, they're fucking insane. You see that chore list? They're telling me I didn't dust correctly. So I have two chores next week. What if I just don't do them? I'm like, "Mm -hmm." I'm thinking, fuck yeah, dude. I wouldn't fucking do that shit either. Then I'm listening to the Korean major be like, why the fuck are they such assholes? Like, and then the twins would talk to shit about each other. Like, what the fuck? Never would I ever, like, be, I don't know, like, in a living situation with my sister, my, and then talk shit about my sister. To, and I shouldn't say that because I'm going to talk about the ice dragon story eventually. But that's like, that's different. That's something that happened in the past. Like this is, this was present day, them talking shit about each other all the time. It was just so fucking toxic. Like it was bad. Well, then one day fucking Korean major and scary Bob are screaming at each other on the porch. Like she's throwing shoes at him. I'm like, you fucking suck. Like you're a terrible person. He's screaming back at her. I think at one point he even called her fat. It was fucking crazy. 
And like me, I'm just hiding in my room, like totally ear against the wall, like listening to everything that's going on outside. And it came to the point where like, I didn't like my roommates either. I hated living there, but I loved my room and I love the price. I mean, $525 for a room on campus, this was, you know, 2015, 2016, really wasn't bad. And the fact that I wasn't living in like a shitty looking frat house with like freaking dumpsters inside the house and trash everywhere and the walls were white like no my house you walked in it was green and then the living room was blue with beautiful curtains and the kitchen had a bar and upstairs my room was lavender color with big windows and a big closet it was peaceful resistance it was so good i loved it i love that so it was hard for me to part ways with it so my little dumb ass signed another year lease for sophomore year to no (laughs) so this was in the freshman year so my little dumbass signed a new lease for freshman year oh my god i can't say this i signed a new lease for sophomore year 1.0 okay because i had a freshman year sophomore year sophomore year junior year senior year that's how i like to think of it in my brain because that's the only logical way that it makes sense to me so then i sign a new lease for sophomore year 1.0, which gets a little, oh my God, not even a little, gets way more crazier than sophomore year. I mean, than freshman year, right? Because obviously, mm, Scary Bob, I'm not going to say his real name. I keep catching myself. So obviously, Scary Bob decides, fuck this place. I don't want to live here anymore. So I think he goes and like lives with maybe some other crazy Navy ROTC guys for his senior year. Makes total sense. Don't blame the guy. Well, Korean major goes, and I'm not shitting you, to study overseas in Korea for a whole year. I was so fucking jealous. Like, wow, that sounds amazing. I would love to live in a foreign country for a year. At the time, the guy I was dating was also foreign. He was... Uh, his family kind of had like this low-key Russian accent, but they weren't Russian. Um, but they talk like this to me all the time. They are like, Sammy, why don't you ride bears and dra- wear Adidas and wear Puma and Nike and like these Ferrari shoes? I have to, I have to practice it better. I'm starting to lose my Russian accent because I haven't been around them as much. But yeah, so Korean major's gone. Scary Bob's gone. And replacement for them... Um, her real name, I'm not going to say it, but I'm going to call her <laughs> Polly because Polly is a play on words of polygamy. And yeah, that's a whole nother story. So we have Polly and then we have this other guy, totally normal. He's called the hipster normal guy. We love him. We love the hipster. But please give me a listen next week. I hope to post this on Monday. I hope you're hearing this on Monday. And hang on for next week to hear about sophomore year 1.0 and the ever so tribulating events that go into that. But if you're still hanging around here and you've heard this, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, and I hope to bring you guys more content next week. Thank you, and keep that crackhead energy going, and I love you guys so, so much. And the birth of Sammy's Crackhead Kitchen, and that name, and that slogan will be 
in next week's podcast because believe it or not, I got that name from a roommate in my house in sophomore year 1.0. See you guys next week. Bye. America's public enemy number one in the United States is drug abuse.